Welcome to episode four of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Lorenzo, and in this episode, we are talking with Candace Van with Imagine Homes here in Cleveland. On this episode, we talk with Candace about her typical clients, investors. We discuss how this pool of investors became her clients, what they typically look for in their investments, and where in Cleveland are some of the best areas to invest right now. As always, make sure to take some notes, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues, and leave us five stars on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. This is Sebastian Lorenzo, your host. We are here with Candice Van. How are you, Candice? I am doing well, Sebastian. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So just to start off, um, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, you know, the type of clients you work with, the sort of investor market. What, we're, uh, what I like to start off with with everyone is just start by introducing yourself, who you work for, how long you've been in the business, and then if you want to talk about volume, that's optional, of course. Yeah. So like you said, I am Candace Van. I'm um, a licensed real estate agent here in Cleveland. I've been licensed since 2017. Um, initially, when I got into the business, I just worked with you know traditional buyers and sellers, helping them. Um, huge part of my business was first-time buyers um, and just sort of really big on education back then when I first got licensed, trying to help people navigate the process, especially those first-time buyers that like literally they're starting from square one. They don't know anything about right. real estate. Um, and now for the last year, I've been working um, strictly with investors. So what actually got you, why'd you go from um, first-time home buyers to, to investors? What, what got you there? Sure. Well, I just started feeling like I wanted to change. Um, this was last January, I believe. I actually got COVID like right after Christmas and it just gave me so much time at home to reevaluate sort of my business, my lifestyle, um, just where I saw myself going. And I knew from the day I got, even before getting licensed, I knew my ultimate goal was to get into investing. So for me, it was a, it was the natural next step. I right. wasn't looking for another position per se, mm-hmm. but something just came across my lap and I just went for it. Awesome. So um, another question that I like to pretty much ask every guest that I have on the podcast is um, what do you love about being a real estate agent in Cleveland? Like what's your, what's your why? I, <clears throat> excuse me. I just love Cleveland. I mean, the energy in Cleveland is unmatched in my opinion. I think it's a beautiful city. It has everything you could want. Um, I'm from Northeast Ohio originally. I'm from a small town, um, Worcester. It's about 45 minutes to an hour south of Cleveland. So growing up, like our big city was always Cleveland. Um, And yeah, I moved to Cleveland maybe like two years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I plan, I plan to be here for a long run. as long as the city has me, <laughs> I guess. Awesome. So um, just getting right like into, you know, working with investors and that kind of thing. So tell me about like how you, who your, who your first investor client was um, and how'd you sort of got that deal. And then I guess that, you know, how it catapulted you into working strictly or not strictly, but with investors primarily over the past year. Yeah, my first investor ever actually was I want I believe it was like I was a year and a half into the business and she came through as um 
a lead at that time. Our, our, um, team was, was purchasing leads. Um, and so she came in as just like your traditional Zillow lead. I had no idea. I met her in person. I did my initial consultation and come to find out she wasn't looking for, you know, her primary residence. She, she was familiar with investing. She had already had like four or five rental properties. And so she was looking for some townhouse uh, rental properties in the Stowe area. Mm-hmm. And I ended up selling her, I think it was like two in Stowe, one in Hudson, all townhouses or condos. And that's like where I really started learning about investing. I mean, doing those deals with her, especially at that time, you know, a year and a half, you're still kind of like a newer agent. Mm -hmm. Um, And she obviously like, I was intimidated because she knew what she was doing. It's not like her first investment property. And she's just got this young girl walking in there, like trying to figure it out. But I mean, she had grace with me. And I feel like we learned a lot from each other. And that just like got me so excited to see how investment properties work. She's managing her own. So now I'm like, what I do now is on a a bigger scale with investors, but that was like my initial jump into the investing and got me fired up to, to, to dive in deeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's really awesome. So um, what, and I guess, you know, pertaining to the first client, but your, your typical investor, what does your typical investor look like? Are they full-time investor, part-time investor? um, And what kind of financing do you you see? Is it more cash or alternative financing or uh, just plain old regular financing? Yeah. So, excuse me, right now I work with, uh, I work for a brokerage, Imagine Homes, and they are, it's actually owned um, by two brothers that are local to the Cleveland area. They grew up here um, and they sort of just like fell into investing on their own. Um, Adam, the owner, he had his own residence in Hudson and he ended up not selling it and just kind of like fell into being a landlord. And from there, um, it sparked like an idea with him and his brother to um, find investment properties in areas where it's really difficult to get rentals. Like Hudson is not a huge rental market. So to find a rental in Hudson is like, you know, it's like the unicorn of rental properties. So that was kind of their idea. So now um, that company, Imagine Homes, that I um, currently work for, they partner with a group of investors. So so now my investors, I, I work only for this group of investors. Um, they are all cash buyers. So every single deal we do is strictly cash. There's no financing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they are strictly investors. Some of them do have, you know, like, um, full-time careers, but investing is like their primary sort of um, thing. Yeah. Cool. So these, let's just say this pool of investors, I'm one of these cash buyers, um, investors. What is a, what is a typical, like ideal investment property look like? We have our own buy box, um, with, you know, the specs of where we can buy. We have certain zip codes that we buy in, um, in the Cleveland market. And then um, specifications for those properties. So I'll I, I'll walk into to a property that maybe I think meets the requirements. It's in the right area. The yield is good. Um, the numbers initially look good enough that it's worth me driving out to it and seeing it in person. Right. Um, so I'll go there. I have um, like my own 
spreadsheet basically of literally every single thing you could have in a house. And I'll mark, does this need replaced? If so, how much is it going to be? Um, and I, I have one of these for every single property. And at the end of it, I'll know, okay, this renovation for, for our specs personally, you know, is going to be whatever it is, $80,000. From there, I go back to the office. I plug that into our system and determine if it is a good investment property for them. What's the future rents going to look like? Um, the initial cost and, you know, the after renovation value, all of those things, right. all, all of those little things go into it. And then if it does match up to what we need, then we submit, submit an offer. And, you know, that works the same way as working with a traditional sure. um, buyer, you know, you write the offer and everything. So, yeah. so are these, um, are these mainly short-term renovation or sorry, short-term investments for these clients or long-term investments? Are they mainly looking to fix and flip or are they, renting them out or how does that work normally? Yeah. So our, um, well, their primary, um, their, their primary goal in their primary structure is a buy and hold, um, strategy setup. So yeah, strategy. So we, you know, we find the properties, they hold them as rentals. The, the, the number one option is to hold it as a rental. We will do flips, um, in certain areas, but that's not the the primary focus. When we go into a house, the number one thing has to be to try and try and do it as a rental, not okay. as a flip. Okay. So what in what areas you mentioned? Like some areas you'll do a you know buy and flip, but what are the most what are the most most common areas that you are finding properties for the for this group of buyers? Yeah, the most common areas that I'm finding really good investment properties in right now is Lakewood. Of course, that's like the, if you want a rental and you can get an investment property, right. uh, Lakewood is like the hot spot if yeah. you can find one there. They go so fast, yeah. but I mean, it's a great community, so you can see why. Yeah. Um, so Lakewood, uh, Rocky River, um, Westlake, uh, uh, Strongsville, Medina actually has really been picking up for rental really? properties and even Brunswick, which yeah. was a little bit shocking to me. Yeah. So Medina and Brunswick are sort of like a newer, um, market yeah. to move into for rental properties, but cool. all of the hot neighborhoods in Cleveland, those are like the ones, even if you're not an investor, most people can, can figure out that those are the best areas, you know, um, and we do buy in the opportunity zones of Tremont and Ohio City as well. And those would be um, rental. That would be the rental option. So for those people that don't know, that don't really know what an opportunity zone is, can you explain that? Yeah. So the opportunity zones, they're set uh, by, I, th I think it's set by the state, right. I believe, that mm -hmm. you're in. Um, so for, uh, for, in, for me in my market, it's just Ohio city and Tremont. And then there is a small area in Cuyahoga falls, which right. is summit County. So it's a little bit further, um, yeah. for me, but that is another area that we will buy a rental in, mm -hmm. um, just because that's the only, only other opportunity zone for us. Yeah. But as far as Ohio as a whole, Columbus has some really good, um, opportunity zone, areas for investments also. And, and we do have a sector in Columbus as well. Cool. Cool. All right. So, um, I guess what, going back to like Lakewood and uh, you mentioned Medina being like up and coming sort of good place to invest. So what makes, 
what makes Medina a good place to invest, you know, as a good up and coming place? And what makes Lakewood such a popular place to invest as well? For the up and coming areas, I think it, well, for all of the areas, the number one thing is the school district. Okay. A lot of people trying to get into these school districts. So um, in the spring and the summer, it's like, it's crazy with the rental market and obviously with buying as well. But for, for like the Medina area, I think it's just, um, it, it has that small town feel, but it also has easy access to everything. So if you commute, but you want your kids to stay, you know, in like the smaller town, um, tight knit area, I think that is a huge factor. Also, prices are really, really good in Medina. They're a lot lower. Um, the taxes are significantly lower in Medina County. So I think that's a huge factor. Lakewood. I just feel like Lakewood is already established at Lakewood is like its own bubble. If you're from Cleveland or you're familiar with Cleveland, you just know like Lakewood is its own little bubble and all of the competition to get into Lakewood there's a reason why for it. I think it's, again, that community yeah. feel. They, you have easy access to Edgewater, the Metro Parks. You know, you're 10 minutes from downtown. Yeah. You've got locally owned businesses. I mean, awesome. the list goes on. I'm yeah. a, I lived in Lakewood. So I'm like a huge Lakewood lover, supporter. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, all right. We're kind of finished, you know, closing out. What so you obviously love Cleveland. Um, I do too. I'm from Florida. So for me, this is like, I mean, I, I really love it, honestly. Um, but um, what, what makes Cleveland like one of the best places to invest right now as a whole? Where do you see Cleveland going, I guess, in the near future? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, anybody that has any familiar familiarity with Cleveland, they know it's it still has so far to go. Like there's so much growth in Cleveland. I mean, they're doing a lot downtown. We're seeing, um, you know, a a lot of big corporate companies headquartered in and around Cleveland. We've got Sherwin-Williams. You know, we've got the huge healthcare industry. We've got Cleveland Clinic, Metro, um, UH, Medical Mutual, just some of those big name companies Investing in Cleveland themselves for their businesses, I think that it says a lot about the future growth for Cleveland, which in turn goes to, you know, rental markets, home prices, the housing market in general. But as far as the rental side being a good um, time and a good place to invest in Cleveland, 55% of households in Cleveland are rental properties right now. So. That's huge. Yeah. More people rent in in and around Cleveland than they own. So it's it's really competitive and there's there's not even enough rental properties for everybody looking. Um, I did a, just like a little bit of quick research and some of the rentals that are just like listed on Zillow or the MLS, for example, like three of them I found had over 30 applications just, you know, it was like $1,500 rental. Um, and that was between like Parma, Lakewood and North Olmstead. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty large area going from Parma to North Olmstead. Having 30 applications on a rental property is like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's unheard of. It used to be, you, you know, just go and be like, oh, I like the house. Let's sign the lease. Now, right. you know, there's a lot more competition. There's a lot more regulations. Um, some other great, 
um, features, I think, with Cleveland are it's diverse. You know, I've already mentioned we're right on on Lake Erie. Yeah. We've got the pro basketball, football, baseball teams. Um, it's super affordable here. The median listing price is one hundred and fifteen thousand. Um, and the average rental price for a property is right around 1300 I believe, the last time I looked. So it's it's just really good margins. Right. Um, and I think if I, if, if I could say one of the biggest um, things missing in the Cleveland uh, market for investments is Airbnbs. There are some popping up, but I think that's going to be um, the future of investing in Cleveland is getting some really um, cool Airbnb properties yeah. and, and making Cleveland um, a bigger market for short-term rentals. So what's the, what's the biggest reason you think that people, that there's not that many Airbnbs in Cleveland just yet? I think that I always, I hate to say this, but I always feel like Cleveland is a little bit behind other big cities. Like I honestly feel like Cleveland's like three years behind every other big city. Right. Um, and just with the rise of everything happening in Cleveland, all of these new companies coming here, I think short-term rentals would make a really positive impact. And even being able to partner with some of those, um, you know, bigger corporate companies, maybe providing short-term corporate rentals, um, th there's so many options. And even just like, you know, the big events happening in Cleveland, um, having those Airbnbs, especially like downtown or in other walkable areas where they host all of these um, big events or fundraisers or whatever it is, right. we need Airbnbs. It's instead of just hotels. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that Cleveland's very up and coming. Again, I've only been here, not I mean, haven't been here too long, long enough to be an expert in that sort of topic. But I think that Cleveland is, has a lot to offer. Uh, you have this massive lake, which is like an ocean, pretty much. Um, you know, being from Florida, like it's a it's a great sort of a substitute for the ocean. Um, but uh, but yeah, this is actually some pretty pretty good um, insight. So I appreciate you being on the podcast, sharing pretty much everything that you know about investing in Cleveland. Um, what are some of the best ways that uh, potential investors or other real estate agents who want to learn more about what you do can contact you? Yeah, best way to get a hold of me um, is via email. My first and last name, Candice Van Real Estate at gmail.com or Instagram. I get a ton of DMs on there. So I'm always checking those. You can go to my Instagram. It's uh, at candice.n.clee, C L E. And there's a direct um, little button right there on my Instagram to email me directly or call me. Whatever, I'm always available. Awesome, yeah, and I'll put that in the um, in like the bio for the podcast. Uh, okay. so people that in the summary page, so people people know where to just copy paste. But uh, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate your time, Candice, and um, I look forward to to hearing more from you in the future. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to the Cleveland Real Estate Podcast. If you're a real estate agent in the Cleveland and surrounding areas. Reach out to us on Instagram at Cleveland RE Podcast or send us an email at clearepodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to follow the podcast so you're notified of new episodes going forward. See you next time.